0: Lord is good. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. We've been having some fun times today. And Hey, listen, this last week we did a special event. I told you about it last week. You might have forgot because it didn't really apply, but just wanted to let you know we did an event on Thursday for pastors around the region, um, multiple states and all the way up to Alaska pastors and church leaders came in here spent a day with us and uh and our team did a great job but they were we ministered to them and helped them and talked about growing the church growing their churches and reaching more people being effective and uh, uh you know not because we're so smart but by the grace of god you know our church is 17 years old and and we've grown every single year we've never we've never had any any declines or you know which does not to mean there's something wrong if it does but on a long term basis i think there's something wrong if it does i think we should keep reaching more people and so these pastors have just hearts to do a good job for the kingdom and uh, we've just had a really good time blessing them and helping them with their ministries and so good deal uh today's been an interesting day too i you i don't really know what to tell you is going to happen next because i haven 't been i haven 't gotten in any of the services to preach uh, to, well i 've got to preach a little bit but not preach my planned message and uh, in other words we 're in a series of teachings and i 'm ready don 't get me wrong I studied I have notes I could preach and it 's really good by the way <laughs> studied it out, and it 's good it would bless you but i 've been uh, been hin- i want to say hindered by the Lord <laughs> does the Lord hinder you uh, but i've been, uh, the Lord has, has has been moving and doing different things in our in our house today, and so i haven 't been able to preach that message, and i don 't think I can do it in this service either so uh, we 're just, we're just listening and flowing. I, the Lord wants to minister to people and, and help us along certain lines and, and it 's been different all day, but there have been some common themes so that we 'll see if that still happens but i 'm just going to share just the things as the, as the Lord gives them to me the rest of uh, our service here. And it, some of it will probably land right in your lap, and, and and it'll be a blessing to you and help you. Praise God. Amen. It's important that we believe. You know how the Lord has has invested so much, it's almost incomprehensible to a natural person how much he is tied to believing. You know, we think we got to work for it, because we're used to, you know, punching a clock or, you know, doing a job, and you do the job, you do the work, and then you get paid, and then you come into God's kingdom, and he says, you do the work and you get nothing. <laughs> In other words, the amazing blessings like salvation and, and healing and, and victory and you know blessings from God are not achieved because we're good enough or or withheld because we're insufficient some in some way. It, it's all about accepting that He did what He did on our behalf, free of charge to us, and our responsibility in that is simply to accept it, to believe it. When we believe it. Amazing! It's like that's the road that God drives on—the believing road. When I refuse to believe or draw back for any reason, that's when He becomes limited in what He can do. I, I, I know there are there are uh, belief systems out there today that would that would say that everything is 100% God. If something happens, he wanted it to happen. If something doesn't happen, it's because he didn't want it to happen. Um, But over and over again in Scripture, we see that God does his part, and then it stops right there until someone will grab a hold of it and say, Yes, I believe that too. I, I agree with you, Lord. See, I have choices every day in my life whether to believe what he said or to believe what I see and feel. And when a person will step up and say, Lord, I'm going to believe you in the middle of, of circumstances that are yelling no, that are yelling you can't, that are yelling you're going to fail, this will never change, this, this problem you have will never change, it will never go away. Those thoughts come to people sometimes with rapid fire like a machine gun. And it's, I recognize, man, I've been challenged at times when you have to keep your mind straight. In saying, you know what, those thoughts are coming, but if I read this correctly, they're not coming from him. So where are those thoughts coming from? Those thoughts of failure, those thoughts of it'll never change, the the disease will never leave, the marriage will never be good, the finances are always going to be a problem, I'm never going to be happy, or whatever the lie is. Boom, 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 boom. It'll hit you again and again and again and again. And that's really the nature of Satan himself. I mean, the, the devil is one who basically punches again and again and again and again. Until we get to a place in our lives where we can recognize, I need to uh, resist throughout my life in order to live in God's best. There are going to be off ramps of God's will for your life. You'll be going along, and there'll be flashing lights. Bring, bring, bring. Get off here. Get off here. Get off here. Amen. There's a convenience store there. Uh, There's food over there. There's people standing on the side of the road saying, hey, come over here. Come over here. And the will of God is for you to continue. But those will be frequent. And and just at different times, you'll have opportunities to get off. To get off the course. Get off the path. To really, uh, the way I want to say it is... It's it's from Hebrews chapter ten, and and it's the very last verse of that chapter. That's the way I want to say it right now. So I'm gonna I could quote it, but I don't want to get it wrong. Um, so I'll just read it to you, or you can look at it. But it, it, Hebrews ten, the very last verse, verse thirty nine. It reads, "But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe." to the saving of the soul. So I want you to consider the two options we have in life. We, we can believe unto saving or we can draw back unto not saving, perdition. So we're, we're faced with this, this challenge, this opportunity in life to believe unto or to draw back from Him. Draw back from his promise. Draw back from his word. Hey, man. And someone said, well, I don't understand why anyone would ever draw back. Well, presently I don't either, but I've seen it many times. And it's usually pressure in life. Something gets so bad. Something gets so painful. The relationship gets so difficult. The challenge continues there. And, and people are tempted to throw in the towel. Well, forget this. And people stop going to church that have been believers for a long time and all of a sudden they're not going to go to church anymore. Why? Man, it's just too hard. It doesn't seem to be working. Listen, it's still a battle. It's a battle that's been won by Jesus but our part of the battle is simply staying there. When we're tempted to pull back, to draw back, to give up, to say whatever, it's too hard, that's the temptation we must resist. And in the middle of the battle, the struggle, when we lock in and say, Bless God, I'm gonna, I choose to believe Him. I choose to stay with His Word, with His promise. I don't care what it feels like. I, I don't care that it's, you know, and you know the thoughts will come. Well, if it was really right, it would have changed already. If God really heard you, if this was really correct, then it would have changed already. Has anyone ever heard that lie? And so you're tempted to throw it because if it, w- if it was ever going to work, it would have worked already. Well, what would that lie be trying to get you to do? Give up. To quit. In other words, to draw back. The Lord is not pleased with those who draw back. But when we stay there and say, you know, bless God, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to believe God. This circumstance is going to change. This, this is going to turn around. This body is going to respond to the healing power of God. It absolutely will change. I'm staying. That's a conviction. That's a heart that we need. Amen. In order to stay. Praise God. Everybody okay today? I wonder if the Lord's ministering to people. I wonder if, the, if, if there are, I'm asking the question, I'm asking out loud so you can know what I'm thinking. I'm wondering, is the Lord dealing with people? Are, are, some, there are, are there some situations where someone needed just a word of encouragement just to stay in, just to keep believing? Remember how much he values faith. What do you mean faith? I believe him instead of what I see and feel. I believe when I don't see. That's faith. And we purpose in our hearts to do it. And then God gets involved. In other words, we could say it, we could say it this way. There is the God side. And there's the believer side. It's not all Him. Or I wouldn't have to believe anything. But how many know, I'm not saved because Jesus died on the cross. I'm not saved Because he was raised from the dead on the third day. Do you know why I'm saved? Now I couldn't be saved without that. I couldn't be forgiven of my sins and have eternal life without that. But I'm saved because I took what he did. That thank you Lord someone shared with me. I took what he did. And I took the next step. And I said I believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. And I confess that he is Lord. When I did that, salvation came to me. How many know God did his part for everyone? But then there's our side of the equation. I can draw back from it for whatever reason. doesn't matter the reason. Or I can say, you know what? I believe this. Independent of who I am or how I feel or worthy or unworthy or deserving, I need saved. I choose to believe. And just like that, I, inter- I intersected. Many of you did too. I intersected a power that caused the new birth. And I was born again into His kingdom. Every other promise works that way. We're confronted with a problem, and then there's an answer. But until we say, I believe, until we say, I am, I have, I can do, in Jesus' name, then God's power goes untapped. Amen. Until you flip the switch... The light is not going to come on, but someone's got to flip the switch. God is the power source. The signal is making its way through, but we've got to activate it. Amen. Amen. Say it out loud with me. Say, I believe in God's promises His saving power, His healing power, His delivering power, His providing grace, His sustaining strength, His joy. His peace, I believe in it. It's working in me continually. Amen. Amen. Just simple statements like that. Just simple words. I believe this. And it goes to work in our lives immediately. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I got happy right there. Anybody get happy with me? Sometimes you say the right thing and your joy will not come from out here. It will come from in here. Remember when uh, Mark Hankins was here? Uh, well, some of you ha- were there, right? Uh, met most of you probably in August, and he made this statement. He said, joy is the serious business of heaven. <laughs> we're really serious right now. <laughs> well, you're not until you laugh, <laughs> until you get happy about it. Joy is God's serious business. Instead of you know, hey, stop! Don't 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 be making light of this. This is serious. Now my problem is really serious. I know. So smile. If it's not serious, no big deal. I guess you can frown about it and it won't be a problem. But if it's really serious, you better wipe that frown off your face and deal with serious heavenly substance. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about when I say that. The joy of the Lord is our strength. If I don't have his joy, I am weak. If I am weak, I'm going to lose. I lose the battle. I've got to stay strong. So I've been feeling weak. And this goes back again to this idea of drawing back. Draw, why would you draw back? I can't take it anymore. Why draw back? I'm tired. I'm distressed. It's hard. I don't think I can keep going. I can't keep doing this. Now try it it this way. Smile about it. It's hard, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. And you don't feel like smiling. You don't feel like laughing, but you do it on purpose. It's an expression of your faith. Listen, you'll you'll never be in faith and be depressed at the same time. And if someone is depressed, that is the most needed time to put a smile on your face. Not because you feel like it, not because you want to, but because you choose God's alternative to how you feel and what your circumstance is. You choose to say, Lord, you are on the throne. You are for me and not against me. I believe in you, your promises, you're working in my life today. And your body screams at you, no you don't, it's horrible, it's never going to change. And people around you who don't believe say you are crazy for even acting that way, you need to get yourself to bed, bed, right? And you say, absolutely not, I refuse to go that way and think that way and be that kind of person, I'm going to trust God in the middle of this situation. Yeah, I'm going to believe God because He is the miracle working God. He specializes in impossible situations. I don't care how long it has been. I believe it's changing right now, this very moment. Yeah, and you can activate your trust in God in the moment. Not I believe someday, somehow it's going to turn around. I believe that God is working right here and right now. And at this very moment, He is turning my situation around. Hallelujah. Amen. And smile when you say it <laughs> praise god amen maybe i'll share this story too uh, i shared this in one of the other services today and uh, just came back to me it's pretty cool it's today i totally know what to say at the right time i mean i don't have it uh, you don't there no notes here i got notes but they're a different subject uh, uh but uh anyway a few years back don't remember exactly uh so a few handful of several years ago, or something um, I had injured my shoulder and and I remember um, uh, I remember one day at being at the gym and pulling down on that bar you know with the little V thing there, and you know doing the bi- the tricep workout boom, boom, and something in my shoulder moved or pumped or something i even I knew it I was like, oh, that's not good. And it hurt. And uh, and something, you know, I don't, still don't know what it was. Maybe some of you people who are medical and stuff, you know. I just know that's a shoulder. It's got muscles and bones and ligaments and rotator cuff. I know that's in there. Uh, but I'm not an expert on the uh, medical side. I just knew something's wrong. So you know how I am. You know how many of you do this same thing. You're immediately jumping on it with your faith. And saying, Oh, absolutely not, you know, bam, in Jesus' name. I'm speaking the word, but it still hurt, honestly. I've seen things happen quick and instant, but it wasn't happened quick and instant that day. <laughs> and uh and in Jesus' name and and so uh, well here was the problem, um, because it it hurt, but uh you wouldn't have known this was the problem. I could I was preaching during that time, you wouldn't have known because doing this was no issue. It was just when I uh, I'd go into the gym and I'd lay on the bench to do a bench press, and I could hardly lift the bar at first. You know where I used to lift like, you know, <coughs> a lot. <laughs> all right, not really, but you know, for me a lot, you know. Uh, but I could hardly lift the bar; it's forty-five pounds, <laughs> and because uh, it'd be like, oh, it just lasts, locks all the strength and ability there, and so. Uh, you know, I'm speaking the word and trusting God like like you do and like I do. And uh, and this came up in my heart at one point about, you know, when you spend time with the Lord, sometimes he helps you. Well, always he helps you. If you don't get your healing immediately, you don't quit because the Spirit is your helper. He If you stay with it, he will help you get it. He'll help you to see things different or say the right thing. He'll help you get it. Never, ever, ever for a moment give up and quit and let the devil win. Yeah, and so and so I, I'm speaking the word and anyway th- this is what came up in my heart is it was kind of one of those math equations um, da 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 and then the this and here's how it went with me it was I, I I started to say and I'll I'll give you the long version then a, then the short version the longer version I would, but the first thing was I would say Father you are Almighty God nothing is too difficult for you your arm is not shortened your hand is outstretched toward me there is nothing outside of your ability and your reach not anything small not anything large you are the god of the heavens and the earth and and I, you know you could just kind of talk about that for a while but in short you are almighty god that's number 1 secondly father you love me not only are you almighty you love me I'm your very own child. You know, 1 John 3, what manner of love has, has the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God? I'm His very own kid. I know I'm a parent. I know what that means. That means I'm doing everything in my power to fix my kid's problem. Right? Because I love them. You love me. So He's not against me. He's not in opposition to me. He's for me. Right? And then I would go to number three. And uh, number three would is this. And then I would say, and not only that, but by Jesus' stripes, I was healed. I, Jesus already took stripes. I'm not trying to convince him to do anything. I'm saying, you already did this. By his stripes, I was healed. And then I would follow that up. And here's how it went. I mean, faster version. Because I'd do this. I I figured... If I'm the healed of the Lord, then healed people work out if they want to. And I wanted to go to the gym, kind of, I mean not totally, but you know, I knew I needed to. I wanted to go to the gym and I thought, I can lay on the couch and say I can't, but that's how a sick or injured person would act. I'm going to act like God's word is true. So, get the gym clothes on, jump in the car, and it was only... Uh, you know a mile away from the house and so this is how I'd do it I'd just jump in the car and go down there and on the way I'd say Father I thank you you are almighty God and not only that you love me and by Jesus stripes I was healed therefore I'm going to go work out and everything's going to be fine you see my math equation this plus this plus this equals I'm going to work out with no problems amen now I still can't tell you that it was instant because it wasn't but I can absolutely tell you the power of God was activated in my in my body and in my shoulder and it wasn't too long a period of time and I had full strength and I've had I have ever since then and uh, I never you know there were no x-rays or, or you know or anything like that so I can't diagnose it I just know that bar shouldn't be that heavy <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And, and so, I don't know, maybe there's an area of your life where you can do the math. Who is He to you? What does He think about you? Do you know how much He loves you? What did Jesus already do for you? Well, that equals hey, ice cream tonight. Hey, Amen. Had a word a couple of weeks ago about someone being healed of. Of, of dairy, al- food allergies been in the dairy world, you know? So that, what does that mean? I'm not telling someone to eat it, but I'm telling you if that were me, I would do the math. Again, I'm not telling anyone else what to do, but if it were me, I would do the math and go boom, bum, boom, bum, boom, boom, ice cream. <laughs> That's why I have to go to the gym, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> say it out loud with me. Say, I am not of those who draw back but of those who believe. Amen. And we believe unto the saving of the soul, it says. We believe unto. I believe unto. So there's always a result at the end of this that says we win. There's no chance of you losing. Why? The victory's already won. We're just sliding in on his coattails. Yeah. You know, this, uh, may, hopefully I can read that verse at some point. I read this verse the other couple services that really lit up. Lit things up. so, But uh, the concept of us winning every time comes from the fact that Jesus won the victory for us. That we are not trying to get something that doesn't exist. It's, it's the, the verse in Romans 8 that says we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You ever read that verse? You, me, we are more than conquerors. Now you would think a conqueror would be sufficient. If I am a conqueror, that would be good. But you are not the conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. All right. The way I've uh, I heard this many years ago illustrated, and I think it uh, it shows a good um, revelation, is that it's similar to a boxing a boxer who trains. Anybody see Rocky? Did you see Rocky eighteen? Okay. <laughs> It's awesome. It's my favorite one. <laughs> and you see a boxer who trains. They work. It's hard. I mean, to stand in the ring all those rounds and fight for your life. You've got to be in such good shape, you know. And uh, a boxer works his tail off to get to the ring and to get to that match. Um, and then to actually go through the battle and stand in there, knowing that one wrong move and you could be knocked out, uh, and they've got a—it's such an intense thing. But they work really hard, and and let's you know imagine the the round the the match went the whole twelve rounds, and these guys are totally worn out. One guy is declared the winner. He's declared the champion. They give him the belt, and, and he earned his payday. He, he's got his check now as the winner of that, and, and all the work was worth it. He went through a lot. He has that check. We would call him a conqueror. He conquered the, his, his opponent, right? And then as he's celebrating there, his wife gets up and runs from the front row and reaches inside the ring and grabs that check and puts it in her purse, right? and you would say that she is more than a conqueror All right, this is the reality of what we have in Christ see I didn't defeat the devil I didn't pay the price I didn't go to the cross I didn't break the curse he did it he did the work he suffered he went to the cross he was raised from the dead and when he came out victorious with all power and authority in heaven and earth and he's standing there with the check. And I tell you, he wants you to reach out and say, Thank you, Jesus. Because that's how salvation, that's how eternity, eternal life works. That's how victory works. He did the lifting. He won the battle. He was a conqueror. And we are more than a conqueror. We got it for free. Say, well, I'm not that way. I want to carry my own weight. I'm, I'm I'm my own person and I can pull up my... Self by my own bootstraps. And I'm going to get in there and do the fight myself. Why? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You can't overcome that way. In other words, you're going to forgive your own sins. In other words, you're going, to, you're going to overcome on your own. We utterly fail in our ability to accomplish what Jesus did for us for free. The smart person rises up and they say, I'm just going to take what he gave me more than a conqueror. This is who I am. Amen. Amen. Now, let me show you one. Well, I showed you one. Let me show you the second one. One scripture. Um, Psalm 107. Psalm 107. Psalm 107. This is an amazing passage. And I want you to notice with me, in verse, starting in verse 1, Psalm 107, verse 1, it reads, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Everybody say it out loud. Say, He is good. Say, He's good to me. Good to me today. Amen. How many know He's good whether we say that or not? But when we say it, His goodness starts to work in us. Yeah? He deserves the thanks, deserves the praise. But if I say, oh, he's a mean God. (laughs) Well, he's still going to be good. But it's just not going to work for me. It's not going to work in my life. I need to acknowledge and agree with him. Not agree with human interpretation or whatever. He's just good. He's good to you. You Say, well, it doesn't look like he's been good to me. That's, therein lies the challenge. What are you going to believe? Because here, if, if God is really good towards me than any struggle and challenge i have didn't come from him god's not working against you he's working for you well i've been having health problems and the lord wants to bring you out of it he's good he didn't do it to you he's it's, you're, he's not the problem he's the solution so i can't even hardly lift my arm didn't just open your mouth and say thank you you are good to me Come on, counteract the physical with the spiritual truth. For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Now think about that. Who are the redeemed? Well, you come into our day... Post Jesus on the cross, raised from the dead. Redeemed means to buy back. He shed his blood to buy us, purchase us back from the bondage of sin and death and separation from God. Alright? So if you've been redeemed, if you've accepted Jesus, then you are the redeemed. Right? What are the redeemed supposed to do? They're supposed to speak up. What, why would you write, let the redeemed say so? Because sometimes the redeemed are not saying so. The redeemed are not saying anything. They are, they are redeemed. But their mouth is closed. They're quiet. And it is God's plan that the redeemed would speak up. Speaking what you have from Him. A spiritual reality is a necessity For our own personal victory and God's design that this would go around the world. Listen to this verse. Okay, here is the New Living Translation. All right, it says, Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. Come on now. Has the Lord redeemed you? What's the word to you? What's the word of the Lord? Speak out! Tell someone else what happened. Why do I need to be told that again? Because whether it's through intimidation or through persecution or through the environment in our country, too many believers, too many of the redeemed, are not saying anything. They got neighbors that don't know they're saved. They got people they work with. They have family. They got saved, and their family doesn't even know. It's like, dude, seriously, you got to speak at some point. Well, I just believe in living my life in front of them so they can see, uh, you know, godliness in my way of living. Well, that's, that's valuable to a degree. But Jesus didn't say, go ye, go ye into all the world and just live in front of them. That's more comfortable to me because that's totally my comfort zone. I'm just going to be nice, but I'm not going to say anything. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Share with them or say so. Say what happened to you. Tell them about that answered prayer. Tell them about that healing. Tell them about how he turned your life around. Tell, tell, tell people how he worked. The enemy wants to totally stop God from doing anything in your life whatsoever. Stop it, shut it down. But how many know for a lot of us, too late. Too late, you turkey. God already did it. I already have it. I'm already saved. I'm, I've already received this. So what's the enemy's next plan? To get you to shut up about it. He couldn't keep it from you. So he's going to try to get you to not tell anybody. Because that becomes a snowball. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and more people get swept up in it. All of a sudden, God's working in everyone's life. It's the domino effect. Bum, 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 the enemy wants to make you stop. Testimony, 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 testimony. Bam! And you're the domino that won't fall down. What do you mean? You won't say what happened to you. Everybody okay? All right, here we go. Uh, the Passion Translation. Listen to this. Let everyone give all their praise. Oh, that's verse 1. Verse 2. So go ahead. Let everyone know it. Tell the world how he broke through and delivered you from the power of darkness and has gathered us together from all over the world. He has set us free to be his very own. Amen. What's the word? Go ahead. Let everyone know about it. This is God's design, you guys. That he would work in us. That he would give it to us. So we could enjoy it and live it. And so we could share it and give it. And we don't want that to be stopped in any way in our lives. It is not God's plan that he would do the saving. Here, here's, he, he's the Savior, you know what I mean? That He would do the the sharing, the revealing. It is God's plan that we would do that. And without us saying it, without us doing it, it stops. It stops the flow of what God wants to do. Amen. In, uh, I won't have you turn there, Why didn't, but, but, but the the best example I can think of is acts chapter 10 when a guy named cornelius was praying and giving to the poor but he didn't know jesus he didn't know the way of salvation he had a heart for god he wanted to be saved there are people around us all over our valley right now that are like this they want to be saved they want to know god they don't know how they know religion or they know what they think church is They don't know how to be saved, but they want to be. Cornelius was that way. He was doing this, and he got God's attention. God saw his heart through his prayers and his giving. So an angel shows up. Angel shows up to Cornelius' house one day. He said, said, look, listen, man. He said, your prayers and your alms that's given to the poor have come up as a memorial before God. God's been watching you, man. He said, so I'm sending you to go see Peter, and he will show you the way of salvation. I think if I were there, I would be thinking, excuse me, Mr. Angel, being the fact that you're here and everything, and this is like super cool that I'm seeing an angel right now, why don't you go ahead and tell me how to be saved? I mean, Peter might mess it up, because human beings don't know it all, right? If an angel tells you, they're going to get it really crystal clear, yeah? Yeah? But the angel wouldn't do that. The angel didn't do it. He wouldn't do it. He said, no, you've got to go to Peter. And Peter shared the gospel with him. He got saved. His family got saved. Right? So why did it work that way? Because God delegated the saying so to us. The redeemed have to say so. The angels aren't redeemed. The angels don't need redeemed. You need redeemed. I need redeemed. And it's God's plan that we would say so and he would impact the entire world because we would not be intimidated. We would not be afraid. We would, like Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. I would not be ashamed to tell someone what the Lord did for me. Someone said, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to tell people. It's, it's natural. You don't have to be a theologian. It's conversational. It's with people you know. Some people are never going to go up to a stranger on the street. And I get that. I understand that. But there's someone that's in your life. And the Spirit of the Lord is moving today because there's a divine connection being set up. they They may be crying out to God and they'd never tell you. They'd never know it. But He's bringing you into their life. And when you start talking about how God answered your prayer, how He saved you, how He healed you, how He did something powerful in your life, it's going to turn them around completely. It is God riding on that testimony, God riding on your experience with Him that will turn their whole entire life around. Some of that's going to domino. Bam bam bum bum, 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 bum. And they're going to affect someone else and someone else and someone else. Whoever thought you could be part of starting a revival? So how did you start that? I just said so. I was the redeemed and I wouldn't be intimidated. You know, in the world, all the bad things, those always get published. Well, everything negative story. Nah, nah, nah. We all talk about it. Nah, did you hear what happened over here? And people do uh, sometimes horrible, grotesque things. And it gets in everyone's mouth and everyone's Facebook post. and everyone, everyone talks about the negative stuff. And then you got the redeemed not saying anything. It's time to change the conversation. What do you say? Let the Spirit of God work through you. Amen. And be, be pay attention. We've been teaching, you know, that Spirit of Life series, Life, life in the Spirit series. Be discerning. Be, what, be sensitive to spiritual things so you can recognize this is a God moment in my life. This is a God season. He's doing something in me. When you recognize it, you'll act on it and he'll move powerfully. Amen.